Welcome, Modern Talkers. This is Modern Talk. I'm your host, Tommy Waite. Or is this Anthony talking? It's hard to tell because he was so committed as me. Or is it me? (laughs) In my... (laughs) This is getting too confusing already, but in Streetwalking, my film, it is me. Uh, Shoot the other one. Don't... (laughs) I'm the real Tommy. I have this editing software, and um, this kind of does it with everyone, but uh, especially this one, um, sometimes it doesn't know who's me and who's Anthony uh, when they're talking, because it, it could tell that, allegedly. Um, <laughs> so it it has crossover with everyone, but I thought it was actually funny because he played me and he was so committed, and we get into all of that in the the meat of this episode. I visited Liberty uh, to see Pete, and then I wanted to see Anthony again. And I thought, why not make it a podcast? Because I always wanted to. I wanted to do everybody from my movie. I thought that would be really cool. Since it's about a podcast and everything, it would be really cool to do everybody. That hasn't happened yet, but I, I don't give up on that. I think this happens chronologically in the way that my podcasts come out. So the last one that I put out in touch with Tommy 4, I did that, and then I did this one, spaced out, like in real time, that's how it happened. Then the next one gets real heavy, uh, it's, um, you know, I'm still going through that, uh, editing it, but, um, <laughs> it, it's funny too, um, so don't think it's like terribly, um, you know, uh, a hard listen. Uh, <clears throat> it is a hard listen, but dude, this is so hard to even talk about it. I can't even, it's, it, it's, it's impossible. I can't do it. So you just have to listen for yourself. So, <laughs> oh geez, if, if there is any time we would, could go longer, it would be this one. I had a hard time. He had a such, he had a hard out he couldn't stay past a certain time and it was for a job i think we talk about that a little bit so we couldn't go the normal five hours like uh like some of them but uh (laughs) but i think we could have i think we had the we had the legs uh but he really crushed it in the hour that he gave us we did it in a hotel room this is the second one on one pod taken in that setting and I don't know if that's interesting to anyone else, but the Ben podcast was at the beach, was at a beach house. Um, he really got me into the headspace that everything is beautiful and exciting. And I want to know everything about this person and see the beauty in who they are. That's why I keep doing the podcast and I try my best to get into that flow with everyone. And it's really hard sometimes and almost impossible to do in the real world, quote unquote. He's he's special, dude. I really I really love him. I do everything I can to to get in that flow, especially on the podcast. But you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. But he did it. I should say this. Check out my website, tommywaitcom slash podcast for all of them, but specifically this one, we talk about the street walking you could watch the the movie that he's in that I directed. Um, where he plays me and then there's outtakes that we talk about too that's really fun and there's pictures from that too 
I'm really trying to make a, a, a good supplemental experience to, to go on my website because I think it's, it's best to listen or watch on, well, I guess you haven't watched any yet, but um, you're going to be watching, you have the option of watching <clears throat> my next uh, podcast on YouTube. And then also I'm going to put them out, obviously, on on the things that I usually do, except the next one I think I'm going to do exclusively on YouTube um, because it's a, like an extra special one because I talk about a major life change in my life. And I want to drive people to get to to watch YouTube because I think it's I think it's better. That's going to be in touch with Tommy five. And um, if you're not in love with Anthony by the end of this guy or girl, you need therapy because your heart is closed off. He's just he, he. There's something about him, dude. I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel it as well, and I don't know if I'm biased because he played me. Um, <laughs> so the the human condition, I think it's called "Weight of the World." That's the outro song because he references it, and I want you guys to hear it if you want to. And then uh, there's bonus, uh, bonus interview kind of thing where he interviews me. It was recorded in 2019 uh, when he was researching me <laughs> uh, for the role that I gave him. Uh, so he, he asked me a couple questions and unfortunately it was in it was in a Starbucks on Liberty's campus so there's some background chatter and stuff but I think it still is cool and interesting. And then there's this new thing called Pod Chaser which is kind of um, the IMDB of uh, podcasts. Yeah, it's called Pod Chaser, P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R, which is really hard for me to say because I think I'm dyslexic is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so if you, if you want, I put um, a couple playlists. So the, my favorite, some of my favorite podcasts I did, I made a playlist on there. And you could look through those uh, and listen on there, I think. And then I did, like, the solo ones I did. They're all on a playlist. And then I talk about my <clears throat> my favorite podcasts that I listen to sort of regularly and what I like about them. And I'll probably put that even into a blog on my, on my website. Uh, so if you want to look for that, I'm sure that'll be on my blog, which I haven't updated in a long time. But you got to start when you start. So I think that's everything. I'm really excited for you guys to listen. He's super good. And, um, and I love you guys. I really appreciate you. And, uh, and I'm putting, it, I'm putting in an exorbitant <laughs> amount of work uh, on, on these podcasts and, and promoting them and uh, making these audiograms and stuff. And, uh, it's, and I'm, making, I'm losing money. <laughs> and I don't care because that's what I want to do. And I just want you guys to to feel like you're a part of something. And I want to create this kind of world for you guys. I guess not a world, but a uh, a place to come, like a club. A place to come and you feel like you're part of it. Because um, you are. Because I'm doing it for you. And um, I love you guys so much. And... Uh, <clears throat> It's Halloween, so uh, actually it's November 1st, but um, I'm recording this on Halloween, so 
Uh, happy Halloween. Get into it already. Dude, fall in love. Fall in love with Anthony. See you soon. If you use any drink, you have to use the tunnelway.com. Oh, cups, totally. So you know. It's, uh, what drinks are required. there? Water? Water. I would love to have some water. I think I have water. These are awesome. There's cups and there's a faucet or toilet water. Oh, I'll take the toilet water. Okay. <laughs> Do you want any faucet water? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That is okay. I'll I'll mind sip. I'm an actor. <laughs> right. That's okay. Um, I overhydrate. Oh really? That's great to do. Well, yeah. You pee a lot. Well, it's good to pee though. It is. It's a really popular it's getting thing. out. Yeah. Oh no. I spilled already. Oh. Great start. Speaking of great starts, do you want to retell that story? I like that story. No, you're not. Which story? The date story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the date story, I had a plan. Yeah. I was going to stick to the plan. Yeah. Okay. It's the sunset. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Freezing. I was like, let's go up to the observatory level of the Freedom Tower. Yeah. It's closed. So, I we, you know. know it was closed. Yeah, it's closed. It's yeah. just totally closed. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll just jump to step two, which is tea. Yeah. Tea place is closed. Yeah. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, crap. The last thing I have going for me is Panera. Yeah. So, I go through the tunnel to Panera. It is boarded up and closed, <laughs> abandoned. It looks like there's someone doing the crack deal inside. Oh, so I'm like, oh my gosh, we're in 15 degree weather. Yeah. She's cold, she's hungry. I'm a terrible first date boyfriend. Yeah. And so I'm like, we need to get inside. Jersey Mike's, Right. the worst place we could have gone. We walk inside, it's loud, it smells weird. Mm. Order the worst Philly cheesesteaks of our lives. Really? She ate one bite. Dude, no. you know how disheartening that is yeah. to have your date eat one bite of something and yeah. put it down? Especially if you pay for it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I had to acknowledge that it was bad just yeah. so she did, wasn't like, oh, this is the norm for him. Right. He's yeah. just used to consuming terrible yeah. food. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm Italian. Anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but it was awkward for the first hour, yeah. which was a long time to that be awkward. But then. Especially, yeah. After all that, I know. I was so nervous. That's mm -hmm. why it was awkward. Eventually, she yeah. was just like, Anthony, Anthony. It's just me. Ha! Which was super nice. That is really nice. Yeah. She Good ended up her. saying it was kind of perfect. Like, uh -huh. after two and a half hours, just for those of you listening at home, it went great. We've gone on five dates, and hopefully we'll continue to go on more. Yeah. I love that story. Yes. So how we know each other... Yes. ...is... Through Bryce Burkhart. Through Bryce Burkhart, I was like, I need, I need my Tommy, my leading man. Uh -huh. And he's like, oh, I got this guy for a really absurdist thing that we did. And he was great. I was like, oh, okay. I need to look at everybody. And you're the first guy like I really considered. Mm. And uh, luckily, you were the right well, one. Well, I'm honored. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. And we met at Starbucks and we talked. Do you remember how long? It was like a long time. It was a while, yeah. Yeah. And I wish it was recorded. I wish I recorded that. That would be cool. Did you, rec you recorded when we met at the Starbucks, the library Starbucks. Do you remember that? I recorded? Yeah. Oh, man. Because See, I record you, a lot of things, yeah. and so now I just have this insurmountable yeah. pile of recordings on my phone. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. But if you find it, I'd love to listen. Oh, yeah, totally. I'll send it to you. It <laughs> okay. I'll have to look if I wrote it down on my calendar what date, so it would be easier for you to find. That'd be sick. But yeah, we met a bunch of times, probably three or four. Yeah, dude, there was a lot of stuff to tackle. I, I mean, know. It's I usually it's usually the person I'm playing either isn't real right. or a historical figure. Yeah. They're not the director of the short film. <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah. in the research I was just like, see, I filmed that when I had taken like 
three acting classes. Oh, really? I'm now at the end of my degree. Yeah, and I right. wish I could retackle this role oh, dude. because I know so much more. Yeah. And I hope that happens throughout my whole life where I'm yeah, like, right. oh, I know so much more yeah, now. I want to go back yeah. and do it. Yeah. Yeah. You did great, though, still. I, I'm proud with, of that one. That one's fun. It's ex- Yeah. It's ex- especially impressive that you only have three acting classes mm. because you did so well. Well, thank you. Sense. I mean, I think all acting is is understanding love honesty and the ability to express all of those through your body is that all well no okay well, okay, well, well it's like it's like if if i honestly feel something i'm going to show that i honestly feel it yeah the, the only reason we say bad acting bad acting is acting it's, right right you know what i mean yeah yeah like yeah, i don't yeah. ever want to be caught acting right yeah there are some things where like the breakup scene like i was emotionally compromised because of stuff we'll talk about and like it was just so hard to kind of like get my head in the right mm. place so that was a bad scene yeah. for me but um, yeah yeah I'm sure that was bad for everybody uh, but we had fun it was fun in, the, in the outtakes between. are great yeah the outtakes <laughs> yeah I'll post a link to that obviously on here on the podcast page when did you know that you first wanted to act ooh well when I first knew I don't first acting experience ever was yeah. actually crazy I was yeah walking my sister to an audition in New York City. No. Yes. Wow. And I auditioned too, yeah. just for the heck of it. And yeah. then I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a part. What? I played Daddy Warbucks off Broadway, which oh is insane. Gosh. That is insane. I'm too young to play Daddy Warbucks. And it wasn't a professional theater company. How old were you at this time? I was 18. Wow. wow. So I was like a young Daddy Warbucks. But it was really cool because it was a different take on yeah. it. Yeah. And I performed in an off-Broadway theater, which is yeah. insane. Um, I assumed that you started earlier because you're no so first acting experience eighteen. I I don't know. That's kind of you. That's very kind of you. Yeah. But and then when I came to college, I was actually a camp and outdoor ministry major. Oh, nice. Yeah. When I filmed your film, I was a camp and outdoor ministry. Really? Major. Yeah. I oh, wasn't wow. an acting major. And then at the end of that semester, yeah. that semester where we filmed the breakup scene, yeah. I auditioned for the BFA, yeah. which is like the thing you have to. It's like the more prestigious degree here. Uh-huh. And when I say prestigious, it just means are you teachable? Do you oh, yeah, have okay. some amount of skill? Yeah. And I, I, I got in, which wow. is crazy. So yeah. I've been studying acting through the BFA program, which has been a huge blessing. Wow. But the first acting experience I had, I loved the process beforehand, not just the applause. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's, that, if you're in it <clears throat> for escapism, if you're in it for um, trying to be someone else, trying to have people love you, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Right. I'm in it so that I can... It's a poem called The Voice of the Rain by Walt Whitman. Wow. And he says, he says, and who art thou, I said to the soft falling shower. And uh-huh. strange to tell, it answered as here translated. I am, the, I am the poem of earth, said the voice of the rain. Upward I rise, impalpable, towards heaven, whence, vaguely formed, altogether changed, and yet the same I descend, and bathe the, the droughts, atomies, and dust layers of the globe to beautify and... This is the most important part. To beautify and purify its mm-hmm. own origins. Wow. So like, I live life and I've been through a bunch of crap. Uh-huh. And so when I step back yeah. and I put it at the foot of the cross and I'm yeah. like, Jesus, do something with this. Yeah. He gives it back to me as something I can return to those origins wow. with and show them where God is and show them how beautiful life is and how yeah. much it's worth living. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm acting, I guess. Wow. That was a great answer. That was beautiful. It's Walt Whitman, not me. I know, but just that you have it memorized. I was obviously the only audience member other than people listening. I really felt like you 
Yeah, that was great. Thanks. Thank you for that. I'm I mean it. Privileged. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Did I get my question? I wrote down was, did anyone help you make a- acting a real possibility? But mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Answer that, Mr. Nelson. Mr. Nelson. Really? Is a, yes. Do you wow. know him? Professor Nelson? Okay, not the cinematics professor. Oh, okay. There's a theater professor Nelson. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So I, I do two shows my freshman semester. Okay. And I'm the lead in both of them, which is insane. That I got, I was a non-major, and I got the lead in two shows in one semester. That's, yeah. that literally, it's God, not me. I, yeah. It was a bad audition, even. But they saw something, huh. and they were like, huh, yeah. let's see what this is. Wow. So blessed. And Professor Nelson was the guy who cast me. Yeah. And at the end of that, I did camps with them. I did a theater camp. Yeah. And I was given like a 24-hour notice that I was going on as like a significant part. Oh my so gosh. I had 24 hours to memorize a bunch of lines and I yeah. did it, which is crazy. Yeah. By the grace of God. Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, you need to consider doing this as a career. Yeah. And for him to say that, he's right. very critical. He's very... Really? He's an incisious professor. Oh, I if, love that word. Oh, Great. if he sees something in you, yeah. he will surgically remove it. And, and when he gives encouragement, you yeah. know it's only coming out of a genuine place. Right. So when he said that to me, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm <laughs> doing this. I'm listening. Yeah. So I enrolled wow. in a couple acting classes, including one of his, where he's been my mentor basically since. And That's amazing. He was the one who told me to ask the girl out. Oh, really? Yeah, I told him about her. And I was just in his office like venting. He was like doing something else. I said, I hope you're in a listening to Anthony Vent mood. And he goes, I am now. <laughs> That's nice though. That's important for a teacher to like be able to listen to. Yes. Yeah, your students. Everything he is responsible for as a professor and more so, he is stewarded to the best of his ability. Wow. Yeah. That's, he seems like really cool. Yeah. And it's awesome that he's like tough and he seems to like you. So you're the first live performance, Daddy Warbucks. What, what is that from? Annie? Annie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was shaped bald. <laughs> really? Oh, dude. I have a you picture. You methoded it? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, no, well, not methoding. It's just, it's just, it's a, it's like a, a real theater, so I didn't want to wear a bald cap. Right. Plus, yeah. my hair was down to here. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, time for a purse. I was a hippie, yeah. <laughs> I actually made a bunch of money. I was going on a missions trip, and I yeah. sold lottery tickets to cut my hair. Really? And people were like, ooh, a dollar lottery ticket? Oh, yeah. like, I want to cut your hair. So they bought a bunch of tickets, and wow. I made $172. Oh, my like, crap. What? That's crazy. You should do that with yours. I was just about You'll to make say, bank. Like, yeah, but I'll wear a wig so I can get the best of both worlds. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm just finding the picture. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. I'm showing you, but I don't know if it's. I could, if you send it to me, I could put it on the podcast. Um, oh, it's page. a funny picture. It I is. I can't wait. Here it is. Oh my gosh! Isn't that wow. crazy? That's it's like, so funny. And I don't look terrible bald. No, you don't. Surprisingly. So that should be comforting. It, it is actually. In case, yeah, you know. When it first happened, I was like, oh, oh, phew. <laughs> Some people can't pull it off. Hey. You can. You got the hitch. I don't want to. No, no, no. I want to keep this stuff. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. What's the greatest lesson you learned from acting? <laughs> yeah, when I was thinking about this one, it was like, I would say, from Professor Nelson, mm-hmm. I was in class, and my scene partner, have you read All My Sons? No. Amazing play. Okay. Amazing play. It's about this guy who, do you know the man 21 Pilots? Yes, yes. That's yes. where their name comes from. Oh. Yeah. So 21 pilots were given faulty planes and they all crashed. And the planes were made by this one dude. He incriminated another dude 
Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Caravan spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, he incriminated another dude. That dude goes to prison. This plays about both of their sons. Oh wow. And so one son is angry at the other son right. because his dad yeah. sent his other dad to jail. Anyway, that was the scene we were doing. Yeah. My scene partner was like, I don't think I'm upset. And Mr. Nelson's like, what did you just say? And did you read the script? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he did. Worst mistake. But yeah. he was honest, which is the, the most important thing. So yeah. he goes, I just don't feel like my character would do this. And Mr. Nelson goes, how dare you say what your character would and wouldn't do? You understand this much when there's this much you don't right. understand. Yeah. And I'm doing a tiny little thing with my fingers at the beginning. Yeah. I'm spreading my arms Very to however good. far they can go. Yeah. And I, I suppose when you get to know someone mm -hmm. and you start to love what they love, yeah. It's like a pie chart. If you love like 10% of the things that there are to love in the world, and yeah. then you get to know someone who loves a different 10%, yeah. and you start to love what they love, boom, you have 20% of the pie chart. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I meet people, I'm like, what are you passionate about? Right. What do you care about? Yeah. I wasn't the first person in my life to love poetry. I wasn't the first person in my life to love tea, music, right. travel. I mean, like, yeah. this was all stuff that I'm like, there's another poem by Walt Whitman where he says, You shall possess the origin of all poetry. You shall possess the good of the earth and the sun. You shall no longer feed off of specters and books, nor look through the eyes of the dead. But you, sh you shall not take things from me either, nor look through my eyes. But you shall receive all things and filter them from yourself. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. That's what I want to do. Wow. Yeah. You must have a full pie chart. It's getting... It's getting up there. Yeah. I mean, hey, I think part of the Great Commission is stewarding the earth. Yeah. And seeing everything that the earth can give is beautiful yeah. and powerful. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah, that's the greatest lesson I learned, I guess. Wow. Understanding as much as I can. That kind of brings me to a question I have later. Is there anything you picked up from the character of Tommy that you like kept for yourself? Yes, I was thinking about this. Yeah. I, have, I have a couple things, actually. Okay. Asking fun questions that disarm people. Mm. Because, you know, like, asking real questions but that give a different like flavor on conversation yeah just make someone kind of i've seen that so many times people just kind of sink back in their seat yeah like, huh, yeah yeah and think and then all of a sudden they're disarmed and all of a yeah. sudden you're people talking right yeah um so that i picked up mm -hmm. also jokes like like being funny and just really being that easy that breath of fresh air like interesting when wow. you can breathe easy yeah other people are breathing right easy. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah 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 and so it's just nice to consciously be like this person needs a little detox from the stresses of life so i'm just wow. gonna be an, an easy breath i mean tommy's not the only uh place where i found that but yeah right, definitely right, right. affirmed that direction yeah 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 wow that's beautiful if nothing else came from my movie, that's that's beautiful. That you hey, a lot of stuff came. Yeah, thanks. Are you going to move to Hollywood since your middle name is L.A.? Oh, um, <laughs> well, that's actually really funny. That's actually not my middle name. So. I know, I know. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's interesting. L.A. I, I kind of like that. Really? Yeah. Um, but no. If anyone I'm, ever, if you move to LA and people are like, oh, can you make it there? They'd be like, dude, it's my middle name. Yeah, that boom, there you go. <laughs> that I never thought of that. Really? It's my name, yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, as soon as I graduate college, I'm not going to LA. Okay. I'm going to Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I already have an apartment found. I already have like my roommates oh, or a bunch nice. of Christian actors and we just want to glorify God in our art. Holy crap. So. That's amazing. Um, and I have a project that is a prospective project, which is super cool. Oh my gosh. Um, can't say too much about it, but it's like, it's like this, it's a feature length, which uh -huh. is super cool. And yeah. it's an indie dark comedy. So like, 
Yeah, I'm just like super excited. We have a crew, we have the equipment, location, script. We gotta talk about this. Can you not talk about it on the podcast? I mean, I mean, it's like, it's like, I'm not sure how much. There's no like NDA that I've signed yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know there's going to be. Yeah. So okay. we don't have to talk about it. Okay. It's it's gonna be a good project. It's gonna be a good project. I totally believe you. And I, I, yeah, I'll I'll let you know. I, yeah, um, I wonder that would yeah, be yeah, 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 when yeah. you're allowed to divulge that information. So sometimes I ask this question to people who aren't actors on the podcast, but I wonder if you, being an actor, like kind of intake other people's way they walk in incorporated into yourself kind of like we were talking about how you take stuff that you love do you remember like choosing the way you walk when you were like a, a teenager or whatever? that is such an interesting question when you're growing into your body and stuff yeah so for a while i walked kind of funny i was like i would like like i would walk like shaggy from scooby-doo huh? and, and people were like they I could pick that. me out in a crowd from a distance. I remember I was walking out from the, the Reaper Thomas. Yeah. And yeah. it was just this crowd of people and I get a call. And it's my friend. He's like, hey, I see you. I'm like, how in the world do you see me in all these people? He yeah. goes, your walk. I'm like, oh no, I don't want that to be like a thing. So I yeah. actually, something that really helped, I work at camp, so I, I still love camp. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I look like I'm I'm right out of yeah. Yeah. camp or whatever. <laughs> but hiking. Dude, you cannot have an 80 pound pack on your back and walk like that. Yeah, for yeah. Miles and miles and miles. So yeah, Shaggy wasn't a hiker. Shaggy's no hiker. So I guess hiking and actually, I did like a 10 mile run at one point in my life, which I'm never gonna do again. Like, yeah. It was awful, but it really made me like, kind of straighten my spine a little bit. Interesting. Like, oh, I could, I could be stronger than I thought I could. So yeah. I adopted a walk that I think looks better. It's more, it's, it has a a stronger cadence, I think, mm. to it. Interesting. Something I from I picked up from Benedict. He was a Much Ado About Nothing character. Oh yeah, Shakespeare. Heard that, yeah, yeah. He was a, a an admiral, and mm -hmm. I had to play him. And I was like, okay, well, how do admirals yeah. walk? Yeah. How do they? And they they like they march. They mm -hmm. they only take necessary motions. Mm. Something I'm working on is economy of movement. Interesting. Because as a person, I'm very exuberant, and so yeah. a lot of time gesticulating, I struggle with. Yeah. So I'm now trying to figure out how to say as much as I can with as little as I can, which wow. is art. Yeah. I think in any art medium, the best right. art says as much as possible with as little as possible. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. That's interesting because when I was in high school, I thought it was really cool to do the economy of words thing and I feel like I got pretty good at that and then I felt differently later because sometimes it is so hard to articulate what you mean so I think sometimes it's okay to ramble on like I am now no 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 you're right what but I don't know, maybe, um, I don't know if that's, I was trying to like balance out the way I talked, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I don't know if that's how everyone thinks, or they, they stay in the economy part, or they stay in the other part, but that's, I, don't, I wonder if you'll alter your thoughts on that too. Totally. Yeah, it's interesting. I think any expression, any revelation of the human soul yeah. Is awesome. <laughs> there's, there's something called a yawp. Do you know what a yawp no. is? No. 
Walt Whitman writes about a yaw, which is just uh, <clears throat> to mount the scaffold and to advance the muzzles of guns with perfect nonchalance. And that to, is so hard to dissect right uh, now. And to sound your barbaric yawp over the rooftops of the world. So, like, making the loudest noise you can yeah. as just an expression of who you are, stewarding it over the world. You know what I mean? No. It's so, say, say it one more time. Um, to mount the scaffold and to advance the muzzles of guns with perfect nonchalance. Wow. To, to sound your barbaric yawp over the rooftops of the world. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's crazy. So next time you're in a place, uh, for me it's like mountaintops. And when uh -huh. I'm on top of a mountain, I'm just like, yeah! I just like as loud as I can. And all of a sudden, in a non-spiritual way, yeah. you're as much outside of your body as inside. Interesting. There's nothing withheld. Yeah. And it's such a freeing feeling. So to go to your, back to your point, yeah. when you're trying to get out something, there's, 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 I'm sorry, I speak in poetry. There's no, like, that's a beautiful and cool, and I've never had that really. Well, I mean, it's Robert Creeley's The Rain. <laughs> he goes, he goes, love, if you love me, lie next to me, before me, like the rain, the getting out of the tiredness, of the fatuousness, of the semi-lust of intentional indifference, be wet with a decent happiness. Oh, Isn't that gorgeous? Yeah. So there's so much power and love in the getting out. Yeah. Because so often we're like holding things in and it's, it's affecting us, whether or not we're acknowledging it, but yeah. then getting it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at any counselor ever. Like they're offering a safe place for people to get out. Yeah. And so I think it's healthy. It's like a little juice cleanse of yeah. the soul to like yeah. yawp once in a while. Yeah. That made me think about there was a cult. <laughs> I watched a cult documentary. Oh, Actually, man. I watched it with Pete. <laughs> But it's it's called the Wild Wild West. West, right? I think so. No, Wild Wild Country. I'm sorry. Okay. That's a that's a Will Smith movie from like 2001 or something. That sounds but, amazing. <laughs> uh, wild Wild Country, where they they did a thing where they called it, I think, a primal chant, where they would like scream and yell for a certain amount of time, and then they would like take a nap, and huh. they did that to like. Ex Excrete. I don't know if that's that's probably not. That's a, actually a really fun use of the Is word it? excrete. Thank yeah, <laughs> excrete all the energy, bad energy or something. And so I, that does what made me think of that. Yeah. There's so much you said. Like it's so hard to. It's so dense. Yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to pick something and remember all the things that you said. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. It's no, just, that's good. Something for me is journaling helps so much. Just because. I wish I would journal more. Dude, it's so helpful. That was my watch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's so helpful. Also, $6 Casio. Hey. If, I'm, if I'm sticking up for something, I rep. Hey. <laughs> That's not my official recommendation, but... <laughs> Walmart. Um, anyway, journaling is, uh -huh. like, is like your thoughts are like a battlefield, and when you're speaking them for the first time, you don't yeah. know who's going to win. Yeah. But if you journal, you are playing out the war so that you know what thought is true, what thought isn't. And so when you speak to people, yeah. you're already assured of the truth of what you're saying. Which is, I think, super helpful for me from, with journaling. Say that again. You once you speak it out. It, once it's like if I never come to the conclusion of a thought, I'll never know if it's true or if it's not. Uh, so when I journal, yeah. I'm almost simulating okay. a battle of yeah. these thoughts: which one's going to win? Yeah. And then, boom! You know, I yeah, know yeah, it's yeah. already true when I'm saying it. Yeah. And that way, you don't believe something that's wrong, like. Oh, they hate me or something. Oh, like totally. Because yeah, yeah. how many times? There's a line from Shakespeare: "Our doubts yeah. are traitors that make me that make us lose the good we ought to have had if we had tried." Yeah, isn't that beautiful? That's awesome. And and so often 
we think that like in the medieval times when when armies would would face off against each other, yeah. one dude, a scout, would go see the army and say, they have 20,000 troops. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we're getting out of here. They never saw the army. So it's all that one messenger's words oh. that deters all of this. Huh. So in our lives, so often we're like, oh, they don't like me. Oh, I'll mm-hmm. never succeed in that. Oh, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I don't like what I see in the mirror. Yeah. And when in reality, it's not the case. There's something so beautiful that could be had if you go, yeah. if you try. Yeah. There's an artist, Cezanne. Do you know, do you know Cezanne? No. Okay, he's a visual artist. So uh, he and Picasso were contemporaries. Okay. And Picasso's famous. Everyone knows Picasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when he was doing something, he would like, statement, paint a picture, initial it, send it away. Yeah. All the good stuff. You know, he gets all the, the, the accolades and everyone is giving them their aves and then yeah. there's Cezanne who no one knows about and I love artists who no one knows about so Cezanne he never initialed any of his work oh. because he was never finished he painted the same picture of his wife four times wow. each one was gorgeous uh-huh. and when he died they were like divvying up his stuff and they were like oh my gosh whose paintings are these yeah. and his wife was like they're my husband's like, yeah. he never thought they were finished wow. he never could take a step back and really look at the quality of what he was doing yeah That's I don't so I've rabbit trailed so much no no but no. that is really like sometimes you gotta take a philosophical swish mm-hmm. and just like see yeah. your life and assess and yeah really appreciate what God's given you and how well you've stewarded it yeah. ways you've failed even oh, and, yeah. and so you can take care of them for next time Jeepers mm-hmm. creepers I'm sure it's why he was never famous famous mm-hmm. at the time because he didn't like say anything was finished or he couldn't show anyone really mm-hmm. and that's so sad that like we missed out on a great painter because he wasn't confident enough yes yeah man I mean, I guess we know now, but it's sad that he never got to feel the validation. Mm-hmm. Wow. But then again, I don't think he was doing art for the validation. Right, right. But it would have been nice for him, right? It would have been. It's nice. It's yeah. nice to be yeah. like, you know, you're doing well. Yeah. Everyone wants to hear that. Yeah. But it's also interesting. I just realized I was like playing with my thing that you picked up on, like when we were filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing with my. Must or what is this? Your visual hair? Yeah, your, your, your goat. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember or followed, but Kanye put out like the life of Pablo a couple times, and how he like changed it. Oh, wow. One of his albums. I love Ultralight Beam. That's a crazy song. Yeah, I love that song too. So he he kept kind of putting it out, like re re uploading it or whatever. And maybe maybe if that painter could go back and like do a <laughs> NFT of the, ah. the, a different version of it or something like maybe he would have been more open to releasing that stuff and how technology changes hmm. how to how art is I don't know. so interesting yeah man we could talk for three hours easily but I know we have a, a short time span so I want to get to some of these questions I'm gonna have to skip some don't worry, let's just have a fun one. This is a I short fun one. Yeah, short. It's definitely, people got their money's worth because it's free, first of all. But also, <laughs> <laughs> because you've said so much already, even if we stopped right now, it would be plenty and dense. So we've, we've talked about your plans after college. When's the last time you peed or pooed your pants? Oh, man. Um, okay. 
Can I tell a short story about both? Yeah. 2015. <laughs> the year was 2015. Oh, yes. And it was, it was the biggest car expo in New York City. Okay. I was going with my two friends. Yeah. Moral of the story, I'll tell you right now. Never trust a fart. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're there, and I'm looking at this concept Toyota Speedster, and all of a sudden I feel a fart coming on. So I'm uh-huh. like, oh, I'll just let this one slide, yeah. and I'll know it was me, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's so many people here. Oh, totally. And yeah. so I let it go, mm-hmm. and I'm like, <gasps> I feel it. I'm like, oh, crap, that's going to itch when it dries. And then oh. all of a sudden it gets even worse, and I run to the bathroom, and I dispose of the underwear, and I'm walking around. Um... In my jeans, totally lost. My phone yeah. was dead, so like oh, I was no. trying to find my friends, yeah. and I was just like waddling around this car show. Oh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Did you tell them? No. If you're listening, that's what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, I was hiking for six weeks mm-hmm. one time, and what do you mean for six weeks? So I was in an outdoor camp. Oh. So I, I like camp, dude, is yeah. everything. I've spent like over ten months of my life outside. Oh my gosh, it's so important. Wow. Okay. It's so important. It's where we're meant to be. Like, yeah. when you are standing on a freshly summited mountain and you're watching the sunset slither through the alleyways of the mountains, oh it's, it's it's insane, it's dude. So Just, yeah, like, yeah. igniting the clouds that you're above. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I was outside hiking for six weeks. Okay. No coffee. I love coffee. Yeah. And cool. honestly, you're hydrating so much, and you can... You can wherever you right, know it's right. the woods yeah, yeah yeah and so finally i'm back in civilization yeah and i'm like coffee exists i'm just going to like guzzle it oh yeah yeah i wake up 2 a.m yeah. i'm like i'm already going i'm already doing <laughs> i'm like oh no i like run out of the i run out of my house yeah. and i go on the back porch and i'm just like exploding i'm like because <laughs> i have no control over my bladder it's oh like <laughs> you went outside what? You went outside? Yeah. I just went outside and just like whizzed off the deck. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Those are two great stories. I should ask this every podcast now. Oh man. Yeah, you should. I hope I hope um yeah, I did have not too much information there. Yeah. No, I think it's good. I think people will like it. Excluding present company, who was your favorite part you played? Ah. Two. Okay. One was Fagin and Oliver. Oh, okay. Um, I, I did it in a heavy production value version of Oliver. Like, the whole set moved. It was so much fun to be a part of. It was a play, like, a, on a stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, we we performed it from, like, 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 thousands of people, which is insane. Yeah. But I was Fagin, and th- there was this... The show ends with Fagin, and he goes, can somebody change? It's possible. Wow. And being able to endow a show that is not about Christ where it has no mention of God yeah. with the idea that good triumphs over evil yeah. that people can change mm-hmm. it's so beautiful yeah. dude I, that was my favorite part uh-huh. I think that no, no that's my favorite part okay. that's my favorite part <laughs> and I, I don't know just like a lot of learning he's a pickpocket do you know what the story of Oliver Twist no oh I mean I read it a long long time ago okay okay I was a kid well he's like the dude who teaches all the kids how to pickpocket okay and, yeah and you go pick a fucking ooh too you know he's like really like gnarly and like crotchety and <laughs> he has like this thing with his hands that I do like the, the little like finger thing okay I don't know it's just so much physical change happened but it was the most honest I felt performing, the most relaxed I felt performing. Huh. There's this one technique, it's called Alexander, 
so many different things. Before every show, I get there an hour before my call time, yeah. and I go barefoot on the stage, just okay. connecting with the space, yeah. lying down on random things, making it home, yeah, making it like a place where I can actually relax. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I didn't walk on stage and be like, <gasps> you know, like tense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was I walked on stage and I was just at home. Yeah. It was great. That's it was, great. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Wow. So what is that? What is that technique called? Alexander. Alexander. Dude, okay. so many great techniques. Okay. That would be good, yeah. There's a, a phrase that, that Stella Adler, she's a, another acting teacher, uh -huh. she goes, pull the energy up from the stage. It's your 2,000-year-old inheritance. Oh, because like, we've been telling stories for 2,000 years. Yeah, like, yeah. you go back to Thespis, uh, Thespis, and he's like, yeah, it's amazing, it's yeah. super cool. So when you're standing on that stage, it is your 2,000-year-old inheritance. Wow. <clears throat> How much power is there? Yeah, man. Can you even fully feel that when you're on stage? You can't. Mm. I guess you can't focus on that. There are moments. Really, dude. There are moments. It's called. It's called the creative mood. And Stanislavski, he has ten system steps. And yeah. if you muscle your way past the first nine, yeah. which are all in preparation, yeah. the creative mood is the metamorphosis. Oh, it's when yeah, yeah. you're you're not becoming another person. But your instincts are their instincts. Right. Your thoughts are their thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your emotions are their emotions. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you are experiencing what the character's context has set up already. Uh -huh. And there was a moment on stage in front of a full house yeah. where it was kind of just me. And I was like, I was, I was actually crying. Really? And I was like, there's this moment when I tried <clears throat> to stop crying. And I, I was like... Because as an actor, one of the most difficult things right. is manifesting conflict, where yeah. you have a feeling inside of you and you don't want to feel that feeling. Yeah. As an actor, you want to feel that feeling yeah. and you want to pretend that you don't want to feel that feeling. Wow. It's hard, complicated, but when you actually feel that, dude, yeah. those are the money moments. Yeah. So that was a moment when I was like, if you, any actors out there, Stanislavski's blushing moment, that was, that was the moment, that for me. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's so heavy. Do you remember the first impression of the the script that I? Yeah, I do. It was. I thought it was so much fun. I was a little confused. Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. I'd never really read anything like it, but I was right. coming right off of nihilism and naivete, so nothing right. really was phasing me. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I was reading the script. It's on the knife's edge of naturalism and absurdism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, both make total sense and make no sense <laughs> and so some of the language yeah. i was a little skeptical about and so i we talked about yeah. what why should what i would say and what i wouldn't say but we came to i think a really good place i think and, so oh yeah the script was confident in its ability to be altered wow okay. isn't that interesting what does that mean the story and the characters yeah were very well developed uh -huh. And since I was acting with one of the people who were actually there, yeah. and then another dude who was just the improv king, <laughs> like yeah. it was, it was what what the story was gunning for. First time I read the script, I was confused. Second time I read the script, I got it. Yeah, and I got all the motifs, mm. and it was almost like, yes, one hundred percent, you selected the best words, but the thing that you were shooting for. There was no one direct path to. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes, how like I the see. how the beats of the scene yeah. or the, the crux of the story, yeah. it would get there, and you yeah. knew it would get there. <laughs> and so, whatever path it took, you would take the second. You'd be like, okay, yeah. okay, circle that. You know, yeah. like it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So I would do my best, and then other people would throw variables in, and yeah. then be like working our way through that. Yeah. Not everything got. 
put in the film. I know. Hopefully, if you do post that outtakes, those yeah. are so much fun. Yeah, I think they're posted. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I have the. I have okay. the oh, yes. Yeah, yes, right. Okay. Yeah. Wow, thank you very much for saying that. That totally. means a lot to me. That's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to have like a really solid script that if we shot that, it would be perfect, mm. but also room for the actors to bring their take to give it a different flavor. Yeah, I think, I yeah. think the biggest thing for me that I realized yeah. um, was I didn't um, necessarily handle the process as professionally as I could have because okay. I didn't know better. Yeah. The reason, what I was trying to do mm-hmm. was I was trying to, I, I subconsciously did this, which is good, yeah. but when you hire an actor, you see something in them that you want to be telling your story. Yeah. And for me, I was trying to, I was looking for the differences in myself and you and trying to accentuate the differences oh. when I should have been going the similarities. Right. Like our similar qualities, yeah. I should be really pushing towards those. Right. And then yeah. whatever change happens yeah. is a byproduct of me shooting for our similarities. Because there's something truthful in me right. that you saw and you're like I want that to tell the story yeah, so yeah. I'm not you right. I am very clearly not you but there were moments when I thought like you did and yeah. I was doing little ticks or like <laughs> like the which are which are fun and yeah. and truthful and honestly stimulated and positively stimulated yeah. so many actors they take so much enjoy enjoyment out of the negative emotions. Uh, yeah. No human wants to feel negative emotions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How when people are crying on stage or mm-hmm. they're like weeping, no one wants to feel that. So yeah. if you're portraying it like you're enjoying it, yeah. it shows and right. it's weird and it feels kind of strange. Right. So always look for the positive. Always look for the positive emotions. For the record, I never felt like you weren't taking it professionally. I tried to take it as professionally yeah, as I could. Yeah, you did. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> no, totally, dude. It was uh, so much fun. It was yeah. a great opportunity. Oh, God. What's your favorite version of yourself? Such a good question. Oh, no. Hopefully, I don't have too many. I try to be pretty continuous with who I am. That's a, Yeah, that's great. I think if you represent what you honestly need and what you can honestly give, you'll build, yeah. build better relationships. Yeah. But my favorite version of myself is when I don't have to slow down. Oh, Interesting. I was talking with a friend, his name is Stefan, uh-huh. and he is the smartest person I know. Yeah. And we were just talking about temporal art and how that's the reflection of a human soul wow. and how one impacts the other. Why does music make you cry, but smells and other senses don't make you cry? And mm. what does it mean to be a child of God? And what is it like to put aside um, childish things? Mm-hmm. When do you do that and when do you try to return to a state of childlikeness wow. and we were talking about solipsism and about wabi-sabi and like all these crazy philosophies that I that I know about and love and yeah. when I don't love the, like them for the sake of I, I'm not I'm not a solipsist <laughs> it's like when you think you're the only thing that exists oh, oh yeah you yeah, talked about that so crazy so oh, crazy oh my gosh but yeah I would say when I don't have to slow down when I can just be riffing with another dude yeah. who's picking up what I'm putting yeah, down yeah, yeah, yeah. and then escalates it when I'm around people who are smarter than me yeah you know what I mean yeah, I so love those moments when yeah. I'm like this person loves poetry more than I do shout out to David Gaffin <laughs> I love you bro if you ever hear this yeah he like took a semester at Oxford and he's just like an English major so he's just he 
like William, William Carlos Williams and like I don't even know that oh dude amazing people amazing people I feel bad I don't know more about it dude it's so fine it's totally okay there are things that I don't know about that you know about and if we all knew the same things we'd live in a pretty boring oh, world oh dude that'd be the worst mm-hmm. oh yeah that's so true that's a great way to look at it thank yeah. you for bringing me to that so you want to be this same fast paced person that's interesting because I would consider myself a slow like thinker and wants to take things slow like I wake up earlier in the morning usually to so I don't have to rush because when I because when I rush some people like rush and just like make good quick decisions all the time but when I rush I I could handle it usually but then I'm more prone to um, mistakes and I don't like making mistakes so Mm. I think that's why and I'm like yeah I'm afraid to make mistakes which is I feel like I should talk to therapist about that but oh dude no look, look mistakes no one likes mistakes but i mean right, right, right. if you never made them you never grow absolutely so. you have the best outlook on stuff I, I love that about you bro it's not my outlook that's what i'm telling you it's okay. like it's other people's that i've seen and right I'm like, i want that yeah yeah and so seneca the stoic philosopher mm-hmm. said wise words are mine wise words are mine isn't that amazing? That's what I mean. It's like all of a sudden, regardless yeah. of source, it's not, oh, this person has this philosophy and I, yeah. I'm observing that from a distance. Mm-hmm. If I want to be something yeah. or if I want to, there are certain innate qualities inside myself that I'll never change and I never want to change. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a way of living life that best exhibits who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think struggle makes you into a better person. And I wouldn't be who I am without the struggle. Like there are questions on this thing yeah, that yeah, are like, yeah. whoo. It sucks mm-hmm. going through it the first time. And then and then you're like, oh, all of a sudden you see God's grace. And you're like, Lord, yeah. thank you so much for blessing me with yeah. people in my life who have lifted me up mm-hmm. when I didn't deserve love. Wow. And all of a sudden, heaven is on earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. You um said something. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not your fault. You're uh, killing it. I just one of those days I just can't recall things like immediately after they happen. Oh, you said like how you're picking up stuff from other people. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how everyone is though? What the, do you mean? Isn't everyone I love how you leaned in, like <laughs> I wanna know what you're saying. If they know it or not, they're people that they like so they're around them more or watch them more, so they pick up things and they sometimes don't even know. But what I like what I'm trying to compliment is that you choose to be really great qualities and it speaks to your curiosity because mm. you seek out those things and then integrating it is also the hardest part oh like gosh knowing, yes yeah is one thing. i never ever fully succeed in what i want to be which is i want to be like christ well, yeah. and i like the more i learn about him and the more i i read the word i'm picking up the scope of what I need to be, and I'm looking at how little my means are. Yeah. Einstein said, knowledge is as a candle. As the light grows, so does the perimeter of darkness around it. Isn't that insane? Oh, whoa. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah, I know, it blew mine too, so I, choose to, I chose to remember it. Yeah. And that, as we learn, as we get closer and closer to God, not like, not like we're muscling our way to God, but as we learn about our Savior more and more, and there's yeah. less and less between our soul and our Savior. Yeah you're realizing just how eclipsing he is of your imperfections. And I know that I fail, but I think you can't change that which you were unaware of. 
So right. it is right. it is it is my job as an actor, my job as a human, yeah. my job as a child of God yeah. that I am aware of who I am mm-hmm. and aware of what I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I think if you don't know how you're influencing people or how you're being influenced you're yeah. in that position. Yeah. So that you have to be conscious of what how you're actually coming across and how you're affecting this person mm-hmm. and also how this person's affecting you. Right. Because then you'll be able to better arbitrate what is good, what is bad, just yeah. philosophical swish for a second. Yeah. And be like, okay, why do I believe what I believe? Yeah. What is important? How how is this person rubbing off on me? Is this a good quality, a bad quality? Yeah. I come from a lot of hereditary sin. My dad and my granddad and my great granddad, all abusive. It was awful. It was mm-hmm. it was terrible. And then when we left, I was like I was like I wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. But then when I was a Christian, all of a sudden this hereditary sin was revealed to me yeah. and I go to counseling and I'm seeking mentorship yeah. and then I'm seeing exactly where the abuse carries in. It starts in a seed and then yeah. it just grows into something hideous. Yeah. Because if you just run fully away from something, if you're like, I'm going to be the opposite of that, mm-hmm. you're going to turn right into it. Mm. You have The hardest part for me was acknowledging the good in my dad and uh. acknowledging the good parts of how he brought me up and how he raised me. Yeah, Because then... I'm not just blindly running away from something I don't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Man, that was... Yeah. <laughs> so can we talk about your dad a little totally, bit? Totally, totally. I appreciate your being open about it. Absolutely. So So when we were filming, we had two days left. Mm-hmm. And you texted me. Do you want to yeah, like, sure. take it from there? I was walking to class. And my best friend comes running down. He just woke up. And I'm like, oh, hey, Luke. And he doesn't smile. I'm like, something's wrong. Yeah. I, he says, it's your mom. I, I immediately know something's happening. And there's a feeling that you get. I'm not, yeah. sure, I've, I'm not sure if you've ever felt lost. But I, I, I pick up the phone, and she's just crying. And she goes, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. And I'm in a stupor. And I don't know what I need. And all yeah. of a sudden, everyday life is a game you're too old for. And nothing is safe. And... And it's like every movement you make is apocalypse. And I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was just crying. And I was like, because, you know, okay, so my dad was very abusive. Very abusive. And then when I was 15 and a half, he threatened our lives. He said he'd basically kill us. So in the middle of the night, we put everything we could in our van and drove through the night Mm -hmm. and escaped. He threatened to come after us with a gun. Mm-hmm. We got a restraining order. He said, I'm going to show up anyway. Very scary. We lived in fear for a long time. But eventually he stopped. My mom and dad were very close to getting divorced when I get the news that They he, weren't divorced yet? That he was not allowing it. He, wow. it's, it's, he, was, he, was, he fought harder for the living room couch than he did his kids, which is just terrifying. What does that mean? Like when you're divvying up everything. Oh, it's like he oh, fought harder wow. for the living room couch. Wow, that's... It was, Purple. yeah, and it did a number on me. And my whole life, dude, I was just thinking to myself, I have to prove him wrong. Because so much of that abuse was like, you are stupid, you can't talk. And so wow. all these things in my mind were, I have to prove him wrong. And then when he died, have you ever read Don Quixote? No, I've heard of it. Okay, it's about this guy who is living his whole life 
for a mission that doesn't exist, for chivalry, and he's covered in pots and pans that he thinks is armor, and he's fighting giants, but they're actually windmills. And at the end of the play, at the end of the at the end of the book, mm. which is a very long book, and I'm gonna be honest, I missed a few chapters. Um, he goes, he has a fever, and he gets sick, and finally the fever breaks, and so does his delusion, wow. and all of a sudden he's covered in pots and pans. Yeah, and he's so struck down because all the things he was fighting for didn't need to be fought for and all the battles he thought he'd won didn't actually exist and then all for me what that was translating was when he died he killed himself which was also rough for me Um, we all have that idea of you know the Christian movie throwing a baseball with your dad when you're a man he's an old man and he Mm -hmm. says I'm sorry and you say I forgive you I didn't get that and so for me when he died all of a sudden the goal of proving something to him was empty and I had to reassess why I was alive, why I was living, what yeah. my purpose is. And I'm going to be honest, dude, I was very depressed and I was starting to get very in my own head. Yeah. And I, I was recording on my phone because I, before I journaled, I recorded a bunch. Okay. So I was half praying, half just talking to yeah. this guy because yeah, I yeah. didn't know what I was doing. It was like a bad connection. It was just like flickering on and off and it was holding on to belief that I knew it like why would this happen why would this happen we all think why would this happen so I go I go God this is my soul's bat signal I cannot do this by myself yeah I need something or someone right now there it is and as soon as I said there it is my best friend calls me and I'm still recording and I don't know it I answer the phone I go hello and he goes I don't know why I feel like I need to be with you right now where are you yeah and I'm like I talked to the friends later. He was with my friend group. He wordlessly, in the middle of their conversation, got up and walked away. Wow. He saw the bat signal. Yes, but there was no bat signal. It was no, a god. Yeah. And I was, yeah. he was like, where are you right now? And yeah. I was like, I'm here. I was behind a moss by the fountain. Yeah. So many important things have happened at that fountain for me. Really? Um, yeah, random. But he comes and visits me. And I, at the end of the phone call, I hang up the phone. And I'm weeping. And this is a recording on my phone yeah. of God is like, you are never going to forget how faithful I was. Right. I think of the passage when Peter was sinking in the ocean yeah. and Jesus immediately oh, yeah. reached his hand out. Yeah. Immediately. Lord, help me. Boom. He's right there. Yeah. And you got to experience that. I am so blessed. I have no idea how I came to deserve that kind of Ebenezer in my life. Just something I can forever look back to and be like, God. And that's my whole life, dude. My whole life is just answered prayer. Yeah. Everything. And it's so crazy. I don't know why I feel so weird because like, like, do I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this amount of grace and, and care. But God is like, I know you don't have a dad and I know you never did. So I'm your dad. Yeah. And here's money for college. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you rides to your medical procedures. I'm going to, I'm going to give you certainty and peace and I'm going to give you strength and I'm going to heal you of your diseases. And it's like, ah, just yesterday, I was just talking to my sister and we were recounting the goodness of God and I was crying Mm -hmm. because he is so good. He is so good, dude. So, I mean, that's my dad, what happened with my dad. I ended up going to his condo on my birthday and emptying out his condo. We had to, but yeah, dude, I saw his blood stains. It was, uh, I am a different person. I I am. I wrote a song as really? I do. I wrote, I write a lot, and I'm just like, did you release it? No, dude. Okay. <laughs> that's, 
kind of personal. <laughs> yeah. If you had a guitar, I'd play it for you. Oh man. But um, it's just. Yeah, you said you're a different person. Oh, you can't be the same. Yeah. And there's a child that leaves, and unless you have surety of your identity, dude, yeah. as soon as a little thing about life, as soon as your identity is in question, the stakes are raised. Mm. As soon as that happens, yeah. apply it to life and apply it to acting. Mm. And that's why I think I think I'm a good actor because. God gave me a love of life and an understanding of life. Mm -hmm. Everything in life happens in acting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Simple discovery, but it's so important to me. No. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. I, I'm I'm seeing it right now in my head, and it is. It changed me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, to, for those of you listening at home, <laughs> I came back. And I was still emotionally compromised. Yeah. And I'm filming this breakup scene, and I've been like blocked emotionally. So like, it was oh so, gosh. it was like, uh. I don't know. I was just trying to be normal. I was trying to, and I was with one of my best friends, Megan Grant. She's amazing. But anyway, I just look at that scene. And I'm like, can we just get rid of that scene from the movie? <laughs> Which is so important in telling your story, and that's why it needs to be there because it's your story. I just yeah. wish I could have honored it better. I think you did great, but I feel bad now that, like, I don't know, I, I guess I thought it was different enough where it wouldn't, like, be personally affecting you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, um, I mean, and I'm not drawing, and a good actor doesn't, like, doesn't, like, chop off their own thumb to cry. It's like, right. I should be loving the context and so filled with the, the text of the character and the story and the real life that I'm representing yeah. that I'm rinsed of myself and and washed right with the character you know what i mean yeah but still like it's impossible to do that when you're going through that yeah kind of emotion, right it's that fresh too yeah dude. like what was it like three months or something after less less it's less jeez because i i obviously didn't hear from you for from for whatever a month or two yeah, months dude. Um, I so appreciate you giving me that space, dude. Oh, and I'm so sorry that I left, but I had to. I no, dude, don't be sorry at all. Like, I didn't even... When I got the text, I was like, oh, that is so much bigger than, obviously, this movie. Yeah. So there there wasn't any part of me at any point was like, wait, you really left me. No, <laughs> like, okay, okay. Where he's gone. Yeah, of course. So I appreciate you, like... I didn't know if you'd be the same person. Like, not that you're the same person, but you still have that awesome, beautiful light in you. Thank you, dude. That, yeah. It's not think, me. You know where uh, it comes yeah. from. You know where it comes yeah, from. Yeah. I'm pointing up. <laughs> <laughs> Both pointing up. So, yeah. So, it's it's amazing that you kept that. I guess my question is how... I know it's God, but, like, how did you... How were you open enough to, like, accept God's help, if that makes sense? How was I open enough to accept God's help in that moment? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, dude. Man, I gotta think about that one. How was I open enough to accept God's help? I guess that's just deep down how you are, but... Mm -mm. I, I, in my heart of hearts, I am a, I am a selfish, spiteful, broken mm -hmm. child. No I mean, one would say any of those things if they just listened to this. Well, uh, that's, that's because literally, 
I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah. Galatians 2.20. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's a life verse, bro. Oh, yeah. And I am, I am, be, behold, the old is gone, the new has come. Yeah. So when I look at my life and how much abuse I endured and how much brokenness, at one point in my life, dude, my innocence was gone. My childhood was gone. My body was broken. Mm-hmm. I have Crohn's disease. So I'm like, a doctor looked me square in the face and mm-hmm. said, you have two months to live. What? Yes. When? I was 15. Wow. It was- The same year that you Same dad. year. I left, wow. I left, and it's a stress-induced sickness. Oh. And so I stopped, I, like my body thought my body was a foreign substance. So it was like, wow. it was crazy. And so I got on a medication mm-hmm. and we were praying. The medication works on 50% of the people. Yeah. After you hear that, and then you say you hear the number fifty yeah. percent, you're like, "Oh my god!" It's a coin flip. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah. It's a coin flip. Yeah. It literally was a coin flip, and but it wasn't though. Exactly. Yeah. And and so, throughout my whole life, dude, throughout my whole life, I've been kicking and screaming and trying to, before I was a Christian, trying to resist God's hand. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, after all my struggle, if you oh. Here's my recommendation. Here's my recommendation. <laughs> okay. The Human Condition by John Bellion. Okay. The whole album straight through. I listened to I it. I know him. Oh, I dude. I don't know if I... Yeah, okay. That is one of the greatest albums yeah. for me personally. Uh-huh. He says struggles for the first... For all the songs except for the last one. Yeah. And each song has a beautiful motif and it's about struggle and he's full of curse words and before I was a Christian I was like, ooh, this guy gets me. Yeah. And then the last song is... Your whole life's in the hand of God. Nothing has changed. He is the same. And like, all of a sudden, everything previously in the the album yeah. was working because God was there. Yeah. And it's just a testimony of an album. And I was so upset when I first heard it before I was a Christian. Because <laughs> I was like, no, 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 why is that the moral of the story? Yeah, yeah. And then I was a Christian and I was like, my whole life's in the hand of God. Right. So how was I in a place to accept God's help? Dude, I've been through so much crap. Yeah. And in a way, I was just, I had nothing else. You know what I mean? Really, yeah, okay. But in a moment, in a moment, I didn't have nothing. I had the opportunity to have everything. There was a moment when I asked Christ into my heart. Yeah. And... I was writing a letter to my dad to forgive him. And I couldn't write the words, I forgive you. I was there, I had the pencil in my hand. This was after? This was, I was, I was 16, October 25th. Wow. I was, I was writing the words, I forgive you, and I couldn't finish it. Wow. And I was like, I was so overcome because I didn't know what forgiveness was. Mm. How could I practice something I didn't know what it was? Yeah. Because I couldn't forgive myself, I couldn't forgive my family, I couldn't forgive everybody. Yeah. And I, I threw my pencil down and I leave the room because there were a bunch of people and I kneel down, it was a bi-level. So I, le- I, I, uh-huh. I, I kneel on that center platform yeah. and I'm just begging God to forgive me and to lift the burden off my shoulders. Yeah. And if you do listen to the human condition, I don't hold the weight of the world anymore. Mm-hmm. That was the chorus yeah. and that was what I was feeling. Yeah. All of a sudden, dude, Jesus came into my life. And all those times when I, I almost committed suicide, 
when I was in the abuse uh-huh. and a feeling stopped me in a moment I was there was a feeling it was like it was coming from outside of me but it was inside of me hmm. I'm not, have you ever heard a bear growl no okay it felt like that okay when a bear growls it's like uh-huh. and it, it feels like it's uh-huh. coming from inside of you yeah. but it's like outside of you and and all of a sudden in that moment when I gave my life to Christ that feeling had a name and it was Jesus wow. and then it was like I had nothing but then someone had nothing first and it was him on the cross wow. and in that moment he just he was he was the intercessor between man and God and then all of a sudden I was introduced to the throne room of God and everything I had was on the table and he redeemed all of it bro he is why I'm here yeah he is why I am the way I am yeah literally I I know how to say a lot of things but I cannot fully express Christ's love for me and how much he's changed me as a person yeah I think you did your best and I think it's I mean jeez it's impossible to say but you did you said a lot man there's a thousand things to go off and talk about that for another four hours but we have to go the last question is always what's a time you laughed really hard oh dude so let's end on a nice being a Christian should be fun (laughs) you you are living the way God designed you to live and so ooh what's a time I laughed really hard all night road trip to New York City with my two best friends from here from here yeah it was we decided that night to go it's like 10 hours uh seven and a half oh, okay. but so like when you're driving all night it feels like 10. oh yeah. it feels like more than that oh yeah but anyway and also it doesn't feel like anything at all <laughs> so we were so over caffeinated just chock full of protein bars <laughs> and we get and we see finally the city and the sun's rising and it's glinting off the sides of all the buildings and it's in our eyes and me and Andrew, I'm in the passenger seat, Andrew's in the uh, back seat, Luke's yeah. taking his turn driving. Yeah. And Andrew and I are geeking out of the city. We're like, I live there, so but it's still so beautiful. Dude. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's there. Do you see it? And Luke's just like, hmm, it's really pretty. And we're like, Luke, are you seeing this? And he goes, Do you know that feeling when you've been driving the whole time? And you can't feel your hands anymore. We're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> pull over, yeah, pull over right now. <laughs> so I don't know. We were just laughing about that, and, and we visited like five different pizza places in one night. Really? And, oh yeah, dude. That sounds like my dream. Though. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> we just walked all over the city. We yeah. saw everything. We went to this old like like tunnel in Central Park that I yeah. love. Uh-huh. It's jazz bands play there all the time. Oh, so man. it was just like a little two piece set, just yeah. a guy with a bass and a guy with a trumpet, and they're just like. Oh, it was showing their souls to everyone who will listen. Oh my gosh! So those moments, yeah, when you're just with your brothers and you're in community, and, yeah. and those that moment in particular was a time I left really yeah. hard. That was awesome. That was a good one, and that's a great story in general. Like great night, remember forever. Oh, dude, yeah. Okay, I hope this made you think. This was one of the best ones. I think I I can't believe it. It was so good. Oh, Thank you gosh. very much. Let's let's get you out of here. Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. What do I have to say? Can I say it? Oh, yeah. I want you to say it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm Anthony LaBianca. This is Modern Talk, and I hope this made you think. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yay. That's awesome. Thank you so much. We're six feet underground inside my bed. And all the little letters in my head.
We're spelling suicide, but not by choice. Was calling out for help, but heard no noise, no noise. Only the sound of my back breaking. But ever since you and your arms saved me, I don't hold the weight of the world anymore. I don't hold the weight of the world anymore. I don't hold the weight of the world anymore. I don't hold the weight of the world anymore. The friend I had wore black and red The darker instruments inside my head We're playing suicide but not by choice by choice yeah. Was calling out for help but heard no noise noise only the sound of my hands shaking But ever since you and your arms saved me I don't hold the weight of the world anymore I don't hold the weight of the world anymore I don't hold the weight of the world The flow to help me tip the scale. I'm stacking chips like Chippendales without the stripping. Get the bail if out, cause Mr. Bellion's out the sale. We skip the bail and out the jail. We hit the trail, the route we took. It's hard to smell it out, so get the sniffing. Equipped with the gifts to spit like the lisp on the 
chick who played in a flick next to Spider-Man A brighter than LEDs on your TV Keys as sharp as a dagger Who walks around with the swagger of Kenny G when you see me Chill with the chatter Got the skill of a master craftsman whose passion is rapping Snacking on actors, so pass me a napkin Chip on the shoulder, the kid is colder than both Dakotas The Winter Soldier, assassin coming after your captain For honor, and every day I'm getting stronger No one will shock the world, got a buzz like a mini Blanca When they apply the pressure, it's heavier than the Honda Got what it takes to be great, but can't hold this weight any longer Great. How would you describe yourself? Um, I think bold but quiet is is a good way to do it, like to say it. Um, I think I choose to be bold wisely because I know if you be bold all the time, then you're just noise. So I want to be bold at better times to be more potent and I want to make sure I know what I want to say when I choose to be bold mm -hmm. and it's really important to me to be funny I don't know really why that is but I really get a kick out of making people smile and I think that's all I have at this second if you have any follow-up questions I can say um Really, like your your desire to make people smile. Do you think that's a form of um, escapism? Do you think it's for you or for them? And, and mm. like, where, yeah. like, um, yeah, I I kind of go back and forth. It depends on the situation. I haven't picked like a because it seems TJ is always for the other person, but sometimes it's more fun. I don't even want to say that, but it. It's also fun to like do things knowing it's kind of only for you. Um, and that way you can't get really hurt by people not getting it or whatever. Because it's like, well, that one was just for me. And so I think like when I do stand-up, I do kind of both. Um, I've, lately I've been more for them. But it is satisfying to do things that, because I don't necessarily need or want everyone to laugh, but I want the right people to laugh. Mm. So it's it's not like my just me in general is not for everybody. I think, and that's why like I'm not like very popular. Like I don't have a popular podcast or whatever because I'm. I'm a very, like, I kind of like being a someone you can't categorize. Mm. Like, he's not just funny, he's not just serious, for sure. Um, he, like, raps, but he also does blogging and <laughs> all that weird stuff. Um, so I like kind of being, like, a category killer and kind of keep people on their toes. Yeah. Huh. What was the initial question of that one? Um, oh, is it for other people or me? Well, I think I think you answered that. Okay. As far as the origin of of why you enjoy nonconformity and why you enjoy 
keeping people on their toes, whether right. that's through humor. Because really, all humor is is just tension and release. Like, right. it's just like zig zigzag. Like mm-hmm. you you build up this pattern, then you're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, my little sister once said something that demonstrated like zig zigzag so wonderfully. She said, um, "Okay, Black Friday, we need to make sure that we have." all the tools we need to get all the deals that we can. So at the stroke of midnight, I will need coupons, a car, and a slightly overweight woman. <laughs> like, like, just like, the very, it was so funny in the moment. Yeah. And like, um, there's a there's a thing, there's another thing, it was like, to escape from prison, I will need a helicopter, 500 feet of steel cable, and a waffle iron. <laughs> stuff like that, it's just really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when like this this building structure and then making people see a different way, like or or even just like this tension, like you're a world builder, like you have this desire to put people somewhere, and like I hope you, I hope this made you think. That's right. like your your for, uh, your mantra. Yeah. Why? Why? I think. Yeah, at least it's it started certainly in high school when it felt like I was I was like the only not the only obviously but like it felt like there wasn't enough people that were thinking about things deeply. And so that, like, irritated me, and so I wanted to be someone who was, like, deep thinking, and, like, I was never popular, so people that were, like, popular were thinking about how to get drinks and drugs and girls and stuff, and I didn't even really have the opportunity to think about that, because I just didn't have a lot of friends. Like, a lot of people, like, liked me, but they wouldn't hang out with me. Um, and maybe it was because I was, like, so inward thinking and, like... But I was funny, too, at the same time, so it was, like, a weird... I think that's, like, a, a reason why people didn't like me, because... Or not, not... But didn't hang out with me was because they, like, didn't really understand, like... Sometimes he's really serious and sometimes he's kidding and I don't know when he is or something sometimes. <laughs> um, and I, me and my friend referenced this, um, how I, I did like an interview with myself <laughs> for my uh, rap album. And um, the question was, which I wrote for myself. <laughs> That's so funny to think about. Um, uh, <laughs> the question isn't funny. It's just that I wrote the question for myself. Um, was what do you? How do you think people will will? Uh, how do you think people will react to your album? And I said I think people will think it's cool that like he's doing that, but also like kind of keep it to the side because like I don't really know what to do with it. I don't really understand it, mm. but I like respect very. Um, subtly like what he's doing but like I don't, I don't really care enough to listen to it even once or maybe more than once 
So I, I really liked um, being a deep thinker, and because I was alone so much, that I was really that was really fostered. Um, being an only child and not having a ton of friends, um, I had really one friend like my whole high school career, and then career, <laughs> and then uh, I had youth group, which. I had friends, but we never really hung out uh, outside of that. Okay. Does that sound yeah. like something? Yeah. Seemingly unrelated question, but I think possibly could be related. Why is your hair so long? <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good question. <clears throat> it kind of started as like the there's, it was like cool to do man buns, and I just think a lot of like everyone just looks better with longer hair. It's just depending on if you want to deal with it or not. And I kept it, and I don't really cut it because I like the like like kind of I don't care about it kind of like thinking like oh he doesn't even care enough to <laughs> to get his hair cut. Um, because it's like not cool to try really hard, I think. So it, it's, I think it's important to um, make things look easy. Um, I Childish Campino line that I really like is, uh, <laughs> I make it look real easy like I'm showing thong, meaning like easy girls show their thongs. And, um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so I think it's important to make it look easier. Um, and so hopefully people think, oh, he doesn't even cut his hair. Um, all he does is wash it, which is pretty much what I do, um, unless I put it up for some reason or whatever. But it also, I think it shows um, like dedication and persistence to not cut it and knowing like because it's like a lot because like when I put on backpacks like I have to like move my hair yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like that it's weird because like that isn't that doesn't make it look really easy I try to make it look easy but it's like still like you gotta throw your hair around or like when it's summertime and you like wanna, like run around it's like really hot <clears throat> but um so yeah, I think it ultimately it shows like persistence and like dedication to your choice of having long hair. What is a fond childhood memory? Mm. And a not fond childhood memory. Okay. Um, a not fond memory. Uh, it's not really like one memory, but I remember like I had a really cool street growing up. Like I I didn't have siblings, but I had a lot of friends that were on the, the street that I used to play with when I was like littler. Um, and like whenever we could, or we saw someone else outside, everyone would come outside and we'd play, do whatever. 
So I think that's why I'm not totally weird. Like I had some like social interactions when I was younger, um, and uh, but it was a good balance because I I played with friends outside, but also when it was like raining or like no one was outside for whatever reason, I was like inside playing with my action figures and like. I remember creating storylines with different characters and all that stuff. And, um, but I remember like thinking a lot, even in the group of friends that I had, like we all liked each other, but I was always like, it was either me or this other kid was like the butt of a joke or like picked last. Like not, not literally, like, cause I was like pretty athletic and stuff like that. But um, like I was the last to like, I don't know, like, get food if, like, we all, like, got food at, like, from their mom or whatever, or something like that. Um, so I was always, I never felt, like, fully accepted, and I was like, do they even really like me, or am I, am I just, are they just tolerating me because I live close, and all that stuff. Um, and I remember thinking, like, wow, my childhood's so bad, which it wasn't looking back. But I was like, I wonder if that means, because I guess I was, like, really into karma at that time or like I just learned about it when I had this thought or whatever but um, I was like oh that must mean that I'll have a really cool grown up life and I'll be grown much longer than I'm a kid mm. so like uh. it's fine I don't care it's okay that they don't like me um, so that was like a not fond memory and they're talking with like a lot of fond memories because uh, I really I do like I have a lot of fond memories playing with my guys, I used to call them. Um, like we, I played like football against like my action figures, and that was fun. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember, I remember one specifically. I don't remember why I remember this, but like before I even like totally understood like what drugs and stuff meant. But I must have just seen like movies and stuff. But like one of my action figures like went away and did drugs and came back or something. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but, um, yeah, I had, like, like, whole stories that I made up, and they'll be lost, it's not lost, but, like, no one would ever know. Did you have any pets? I had, um, in, I think, like, fifth grade-ish. I had like a regular goldfish, and I'm starting from like least to greatest <laughs> for pets. Um, and his name was Jesus. <laughs> I don't remember why, but uh, he lived like a year, and they're like not supposed to live that long. And that was that was really cool. How I lived long for no reason. I feel like that had the tendency to have a lot of heretical statements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I think I had two dogs. I had one dog, like second grade, for, I would say first grade probably. And we got it from like a sketchy dog place. And they said it was a certain type of dog, I don't remember. But really it was like a mix between a husky something else that was like uh, stereotypically mean or vicious or whatever and, uh, and so 
it was like never nice to me. And like not never, but like it would pick on me if it would like if it felt that it had the opportunity or whatever. Um, and like he would just like nip at me, and he was just a puppy. So like, and I was smaller, so he felt like I was the easiest target or whatever. And so like my parents were just like, no, nah, we can't have him anymore because because um, <clears throat> uh, we're afraid he'll do something worse later or whatever. And he just wasn't a good dog. So then a couple years later, I think third grade, um, my what? parents like my mom worked with someone and she was trying to get rid of an older dog who was like really sweet and quiet and like chill um it was a beagle and like i remember like people say beagles bark and stuff but i don't really remember them barking ever uh but um my mom was like oh it's an older dog he's chill you know he's nice like that'll be a good thing so then we got him and he was great for like two months or something and then um, the lady that gave it gave the dog to us was like uh, I'll give you the papers of like I don't I don't even know like what the papers meant it was like a, like from the vet like a history of like their DNA or like past sicknesses or whatever so she like, for some reason, just kept putting that off and never gave it to us. And then, um, and then one day I was like whispering sweet nothings into his ear and like saying, oh, you're such a cute dog, like that. And then he turned, like, turned and bit me on the nose. And then I had to get stitches, like I think three. And, uh, and then we took him back. Or, somewhere, I don't know what happened to him, but, um, so I had bad luck with dogs, but I still like dogs, I'm glad I don't, I'm not, like, afraid of them now, but, uh, I guess I understood it was, like, a freak thing, so we think he had, like, an ear infection or something, and when I was, like, saying sweet nothings into his ear, yeah. he, like, it hurt to some extent, so he, like, bit me, because, he thought I was trying to hurt him or something, so, um, I think that was all the pets that we had. When did you understand how much power your voice had? Mmm, wow, what a great question. Um, I can't think of a specific time. I think I imagine when I got into rap in like eighth grade, um, I, like I started to understand how words, how how many ways you can use words and make you feel some way or think some way. Uh, Did that come from like a, a song or a particular rap that you listened to? Uh, not a particular song, but a like Lil Wayne was the first rapper that I listened to. And he's really prolific in, in like wordplay and, and yeah, like 
kind of like funnier wordplay. Uh, and then I think it really that was more like a, like a lighthearted um, revelation because it was I wasn't like now I could use this for to make people think it was just kind of just like wow that's really crazy you could do all these like different words and oh yeah so this is probably when I really got into have you heard of Rap Genius? No, it's it's um it's a lyric website that has all the lyrics to raps and other like other genres, but it started as rap. Um, and you could click on the lyrics and it tells you what the lyric means. And so I really like that because I wanted to know like the deeper meaning to things or the because there's a lot of like double entendres in rap as well. So. Um, even if I thought I understood it, sometimes I click on it and be like, oh, like I didn't even think about that like way to take it. So that really like opened up my mind to think about um, things in different ways. And that's kind of that's plays into uh, like Zig Zig Zag. Yeah. Like I know you, you're probably thinking it like this and then I'll take it this way because it still works if you think back mm. to what I said and take it the other way. So in a sense, it's like a, a justification to what people didn't understand. Say that again? A justification for what people didn't understand. Kind of like if you were to say, if you were to like be a certain like way, let's say, let's say there was, there was a, uh, um, so like something from my experience, like if I was feeling upset one day and I behaved a certain way, like people wouldn't understand it. But like I know that there'd be something in my mind that motivated me to do that and justified what right. they, okay. what they couldn't like piece together. Mm -hmm. So is that kind of what what you would say would be a, a contributing motive? I think, in a sense, like giving giving context, coloring in to what people don't understand. Right. Or like, <laughs> am I just talking right now? No, I, I just, I'm trying to, I kind of, I think I know what you're saying, but I don't see how that connects to, like, rap genius. Yes, that's it. Um, like the meaning of meaning of words, like you said, words can be used. Never mind. Never mind. Um, and then one last question: mm -hmm. Who would you say is in your internal audience when you're going oh, to I love make? That. Oh, I know we're gonna talk about like, church. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's such a good question. Obviously, me is in there. Really? Okay. Um, my parents, for sure, which is more than, like, I don't think they should be, like, a loud uh, contributor to, like, your art, because a lot of stuff, especially, like, kind of, like, comedy isn't necessarily for parents. Um, 
because I think it's more of a young person. Like, obviously, there's definitely some stuff that is for everybody. But um, I think, like, younger comedians should be talking to younger people. Because they, especially now, I think they kind of rule. Like, a, a lot of companies think about, like, what's the 18 to 24 demographic thing yeah. about whatever. So I think you should, if you can be, you should talk to um, the people that are in like control of the internet and like, cause that's a really important thing. Like if you have the internet's, uh, um, if you're in their graces or, I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but if like most people on the internet like you, then, um, <coughs> Then you'll, like, even if you're not like critically acclaimed or whatever, yeah. you'll still have like the popular vote. Yeah, if you want to put it that way. Um, so I guess I guess the internet and young people on the internet would be like my broad answer. But yeah, my parents, because like I don't do a lot of new material or like swear a lot um, in everyday life or in, on like my raps or my comedy. Uh, and I, I guess that's like a Christian, not inherently, but it's like a, I probably got it from that as like, this is better not to swear. Because mm -hmm. people will judge you for swearing, um, Christians and non-Christians. If they know you're a Christian, they're like, well, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't swear, right? Um, uh, bless you. Um, so yeah, young people, my parents, bless you. Uh, and one other. Oh, I guess that like God is in there for sure. Bless you. Um, I guess the other ones would be like the Okay. How does God sound out of curiosity? That's a great question. I think he's quiet. Um, wow, yeah, that's a whole bag of tea. That's not what I'm saying, but... <laughs> I think he's like... Yeah, he's calm. He kind of knows everything anyway, so it's not like he's anxious about what's going to happen. Um, but so he's never like pushy and like, what are you going to say? Or like, you sure you want to say it? I don't think it's as judgy. Like, I guess he's more a listener in my head than a talker. What I feel. Mm, yes, okay. it does. It does. Wow. Okay. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Yes, this is fun. Yeah, it is.